Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Chris Van Vliet! Oh, that song is just so catchy. Thank you again, Downstate, for making me sound awesome. Welcome back to another one. Here on Inside, I'm CBV, Chris Van Fleet. I know there's a ton of wrestling podcasts out there, so I appreciate you being here, and thank you for making Insight one of the top wrestling podcasts on planet Earth. And I know there's a lot of you who just started listening to the show over the last few weeks, maybe a few months. Welcome. Could I ask for just one teeny tiny little favor? Could you hit that follow button wherever you're listening to this right now? As the show keeps getting bigger with your help, the guests can keep getting bigger. If you listen to the Ask CVV episode that I did on Friday, I teased I teased a really big guest that we have coming up. He's, I don't want to give too much away, but let's just say you won't be able to see him. And we're able to get guests like that because the show keeps getting bigger with your support. Just by you being here is so awesome. So Thanks for being here. If, if you're new here, I appreciate you. If you've been around for all 566 episodes, I know you're already following, so I appreciate you. And what a good one today. You knew him as Damian Sandow in WWE. He's now in the NWA under his real name, Aaron Stevens. And I think he's one of the top five funniest people in all wrestling. The work that he did as the intellectual savior to the unwashed masses as the Miz, Miz's stunt double, Damian Mizdow, as Sir Money in the Bank. I mean, there's just so much great work there. Damian Sandow, Aaron Stevens, whatever you want to call him, the man has so much talent. And I, I just love the way that he cultivates his characters. He was released from WWE in 2016. He did some great stuff very briefly in TNA, but then decided that he wanted to focus on acting. And you saw him in a bunch of things. Actually, you've recently seen him in Tim Robinson's show, I Think You Should Leave Now, with Tim Robinson. That's the full title. I Think You Should Leave Now, with Tim Robinson. That bit about paying it forward, so good. He came back to wrestling when he debuted on NWA Power in 2019. He's now been part of some of their hilarious segments and storylines there. And I just, I can't say enough great things about him. And it was so good to be able to sit down with him again years later. I think our last interview was February, 2019. So it's been a while and there's a lot to catch up on here. If you enjoy this, please take a screenshot, share it all out on the social medias so we can share it as well. Tag us so we can share it. He's at the Aaron Files on Instagram. That's Aaron with one A, by the way, A-R-O-N. So not A-A-R-O-N. Not Aaron, just Aaron. <laughs> the Aaron Files, if you will, the Aaron Files on Instagram, at Aaron's Thoughts on Twitter. I'm at Chris Van Vliet, and here we go. Enjoy this one with Aaron Stevens, a.k.a. Damian Sandow. 
So February 2019. That's the last time we did an interview. Crazy. I mean, it's been almost five years. The world is a very different place. The world is a different place. We're, we're both in different places within mm -hmm. this world. Mm -hmm. You weren't even in wrestling at that time. No, no. I had uh, kind of completely cut ties with the wrestling industry and was um, happily pursuing my dreams of, uh, of being a, uh, an actor and um, was actually making a lot of headway. Things were going very well. And this was, um, this was 2019 after we last talked. And I was actually in Hawaii filming an episode of Magnum PI. Yeah. And it was great. It was actually Labor Day weekend. I'll never forget it because the way the schedule worked, like I had four days off in Waikiki, which was amazing. Like, right, I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. And I was there for about three weeks. And, uh, you know, weekends off, of course, and stuff. So it was a, it was a great time. And um, But on one of my days off, I was on the beach and just, just kind of kicking it and um, phone rings. And it was uh, one of uh, Billy Corgan's people saying, hey, we're doing these episodes and blah, 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 like explaining um, what NWA power was going to be. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, like, I don't know. And well, you already have a plane ticket. Just come on. Wow. So I went, okay, whatever. Didn't even discuss price with him. I was just like, I don't know. It was like in this weird place where I was like, oh, you're right. Like I, I what I thought had like made peace with acting because, okay, this is going to lead to other projects. You know how it is, right? Yeah, like the yeah. whole game and everything. And then, um, and that was like the biggest role I've had to date. So, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll, I can explore some wrestling. Life is good. I've kind of made my peace with, but then. What happened was um, I flew in a day early, and when I walked into um, that studio, and I'm talking about like the pre-pandemic. The one in Atlanta? Yeah, the one in Atlanta yeah. um, for those first episodes of Power. I remember I walked in, and it was like the top floor. So I, I got like to look down and see everything, and like they just happened to have all the lights on. And uh, I went, whoa. Like... Like I stopped and I I got chills for a second. I'm like, this looks incredible. Like it's as if the original NWA show never went off the air. And it was just like it was magic. And I will say this, like that crowd uh was just magic. Like to way they like yeah. you know, we we had a very uh deep roster then. Um and like the crowd just loved it. It, it was this weird kind of void that i think is is missing in the business today and and i think now you know as when we talked about like oh, the world's a different place at the top of the interview from when we last spoke so yeah like you know in, in dealing with um the pandemic and you know all the the issues going on in society today um i think with nwa you know in, in a kind of post 2020 world where we have like really found who we are um, and, and, you know, may not be a hundred percent there yet, but it's fun because like, like the core of who we are, like the essence of like, like who we are as a, as a group, because I've never worked with a group in my life. And I, I've worked a lot of places that has been more. And, and I, I truly say this, like in, um, in the best way possible, interdependent on each other. Mm in order for the show to go off and like when other companies they'll talk oh it's a family it's a family and you know like it's 
in my opinion, um, it's just nonsense and it's corporate stuff because look, no, like your family is one thing and, and business is another thing and it's fine. You know, I'm, I'm not like knocking saying, oh, it's a, I'm not condemning anyone for calling whatever, but I, I just don't feel having worked for any other company that like you're part of a, a weird family. Yeah. But we don't say that at NWA because like we are and like we all know it. It's just from, from the top down and, and there's just such a, such a cool place to be that I never, like the last time we talked, I never thought I would be here Yeah, to where like when I have to get on a plane and it's like to go to wrestling, I'm like, oh, okay. Like I'm, I'm happy and I'm excited and like I'm thinking about what's going to happen and you know, um, it, it's like a passion that I never thought I would have had reignited and uh, I'm just very, very grateful. Like, um, you know, it, it's to Billy. Um, Pat Caney, uh, who has been like really instrumental in um and kind of like helping me define who I am now. Um, not necessarily in front of the camera, because I've never needed help with that. Like that's just, you know, a thing that's a uh like one of the things, you know, the the, the switch goes on and you know, it's there. But behind the scenes, like to where like, okay, if I'm not gonna wrestle anymore, but I'm still gonna be there, like what what else can i do sure to kind of give back because my whole thing was people it's oh you'd make a great producer you'd make a great no i wouldn't like i i number one like they say producers people have said you make a great trainer i'm like uh-uh like i'm not because because number one all right like based on my personality right and it can be a quirky one i'll admit um as will anyone that's that's known me but like I don't have the patience, and I realize that to teach someone how to fall down, and and like like the basics. But I, one of the things like I've kind of, I, I think developed a strength for is like when someone has gotten the basics down, right? Like how are you going to present yourself to an audience, a live audience and a television audience, and how is that going to make you stand out? Because like in in wrestling, we're selling ourselves. Yeah. Um. And God, that's actually a very deep, uh, a deep statement. So let's just say on, on, on a very kind of like light level, you're, you're like the commodity ourselves. Like we, we are, we want to make ourselves stars. Um, so like, how are we going to do that in, in a world where, you know, everyone, their, their gear looks similar. They do similar moves. They, they work similar styles. They like, like, how are you going to be different? And, um, I, I think that that's something that like, I've always had this weird kind of affinity for, um, so like helping in that way, uh, is something that like I I've made peace with because I've always said, if I'm going to be an agent or a trainer, uh, like that means I'm done and that means I'm old. And, um, <laughs> I, I have this horrible, like I, I refuse to age. I, I don't like it. Um, and, uh. You know, I, I like well for birthdays you can celebrate, but don't sell. <laughs> that's all. That's that's my thing, right? Um, so like I, I just try to like like understand that like with my personality, I will always probably like have to be in front of the camera at some point, like because that or in front of a crowd, because it's just it's part of who I am. Yeah. So like there's absolutely like, oh, I'm going to go be a producer not that there's anything wrong with that but just given what i've learned about myself 
you know, over yeah. the last few years, like, okay, like that's just, that ain't happening. I mean, like with my, my creativity, like it, it needs an outlet. Uh, and this is the m most positive thing like this. And, 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 and felt like, see film and TV and like that is, it's rewarding and it's awesome, but it, it's like the instant gratification you get from wrestling, like as a performer, yeah. it's just this weird kind of like, all right, like when you, when you do a scene, right? You're like, oh, I wonder if that was good. I wonder if like, yeah. like will editing make that look good? Cause like, right. We know editing can make or break a performance. Yeah. Will well, it even remain in the final cut? Yes, yeah. e exactly. Right. And, um, but like when you, when you finish a match or a segment on TV and like, you know, it's in front of however many people like you're like, all right, that rock, we're good. You know what I mean? Like they, <laughs> there's something so humbling about acting and the whole process of like, you dive into the work, you figure out mm -hmm. the character, you do the audition. Maybe you even get the role, but there's so much heartbreak, right? For every audition you do, mm. 20 auditions you do, 50 auditions you do, mm -hmm. you finally book one. It must have been nice to have Billy Corgan call you and go, yeah, like, just get on the plane. You got the job. Well, I mean, again, like, like the, the wrestling version of me and the, the acting version of me, like, those are two different people, you know? Okay. Um, like, I, I obviously, I think, like, my resume in wrestling reads a little bit deeper than my resume in Hollywood. Um, and that, I mean, that's true today. It certainly was true, um, five years ago, but like Billy and I, when, when the first time we had met, uh, it was at impact and we had just like, Oh, Hey, what's going on? We, we actually had a mutual friend, um, from WWE and stuff. So like, we kind of, you know, knew each other were like, at least we're saying what's up to. Right. Sure, and, sure. um, so we get into like like i meet him and like okay cool um because again like okay rock star right like if you grew up in the 90s all right like yes it's the smashing pumpkins it, like okay like everyone knows like we know pumpkin songs like yeah, they're kind of, of ingrained course. in the the subconscious of that generation right yep and and now i mean dare, dare i say like some of those songs right were like like Rat in a Cage, like all that, like it's uh, oh, you know, yeah, Bullet Butterfly rage, Wings yeah. song, but uh, but like everyone knows it, like the Rat in the Cage song, and and like <laughs> like it's it's everywhere, like there it's in video games, it's kind of this just, yeah, it's a movie trailer, yeah. yeah, and 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 that is uh, like okay, that's that's all great, right? But like when I met him, we get into this conversation about Rowdy Piper and Adrian Adonis, and we're like we're talking, and like like I can. As someone who has, you know, admittedly always thought outside the box when it comes to approaching wrestling, and, and like I, I've taken risks, admittedly, um, like the way he was talking about the match, like I instantly was like, okay, like this guy knows what he's talking about, and like it completely went from like we have this, this like weird wrestling relationship where, like, like even to this day, right? Um, like the, the, there was a tag team that um they were at uh, a show that we were both at and like the second i saw those people I was like, oh god here we go like i saw that team mm -hmm. and like i saw billy kind of do the same thing and then we looked at each other it was like okay you know what i mean like like we we see the business i think through a very similar lens in terms of like what it is is art because because it is it's like like a lot of people like they'll they'll look at wrestling and um it's so, like excuse me i'm going to grab a beverage 
Please, I will do the same. Yeah. Ah. I should probably reload. All right. Just going okay? (laughs) This has been fantastic. This episode is brought to you by Green Chef. I love eating clean, but I don't love how much time it takes sometimes to make those healthy meals. And that's why Green Chef has been an absolute game changer in this household. Every week I get to choose from over 80 different flavor-packed options that are delivered right to my doorstep. So everything that I need to make those convenient, wholesome, and delicious meals are delivered right to me. That's why Green Chef is the number one meal kit for healthy eating. And on the menu this week, I can't wait, crispy chicken with honey drizzle. That's one of the many things. Like I said, 80 plus menu items every single week. That's one that I will be, huh? Man, I will be down in that so quickly. I love it, and I know that you're going to love it too. Go to greenchef.com slash 60insightpod and use the code 60insightpod to get, you guessed it, 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. So that's greenchef.com slash 60insightpod. greenchef.com slash 60insightpod. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. I was just also thinking, sure, we had the long interview five years ago. I did do an interview with you at NWA. Do you remember that? We did an interview. Is You were yes. in, in character with, with, Joe with the question. We'll get into that if you want. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. So. Do you feel like taking the time away from wrestling needed to happen for you to kind of reset, recharge? And look at it with a new set of eyes. Yes, a hundred percent. Because I was in, you know, admittedly, just a uh, a very interesting place in my life, right? Like it wasn't uh, wasn't the best spot, shall we say, right? Like we're, you know, and, and again, like I'm as as people, right? Like not just as performers, but as, as humans. Like we we have this um, this just this spectrum of emotions that we go through. Right. And, and like, and as we get to different points in our life, right. Uh, depending on circumstances, you know, or, or, or a number of circumstances, um, we can find ourselves in a good place, a bad place, or just like, you know, lost even. Right. And <clears throat> I find that those times there where the most growth happens because it's like, it's how you deal with it. You know, it's like, um, when I left the WWE, I was really not in a good place and, and like I had let myself down and, you know, um, at the very least, um, let myself down and I couldn't look in the mirror for like 18 months. Mm. Right. Bottom line. Like I I was just like, I'd shave with the, the lights. All right. Cause it was just like this weird thing I was going through, but then. You know, eventually, like with anything, like I, it came to a point where I said, all right, like I'm the same guy who wrestled the invisible friggin' man and, and made it work. Like what is, what is wrong with me? Like, and, and, and I had become, especially in Hollywood, which, which is like a weird thing, right? When like WWE, right? Okay. Like they own the name Damian Sandow. Yeah. Right. But like, like, no one can rock Sandow like I can. Of course. Okay. Fine. Right. Like, it's you like, are Damien Sandow. Like Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. Right. And, um, like the, 
the list goes on and on. Um, like whoever, like we are right at, at our best. I think we need to kind of hold on to that when we're at our worst, because that just reminds us of what we're capable of. Mm. And, um, and so I said, yeah, you know what? Okay. And I, and I had some, some management, um, you know, and some representation out there, uh, out in Cali that I was like, no, you know what? They're not my kind of people. Like I, I, I have to, I have to, at the very least, like be true to myself and, and not try to conform to, you know, lose 10 pounds. You like shave, you, you need to look more like this. You need to look more like that. And you need to be doing these kind of scenes. You need to be doing like, it's kind of like, shut up. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. like, cause at the end of the day, you know, in, in Hollywood, there's a game, right? And it, it, it's, I mean, there's not a game. There's multiple games being played on multiple different levels. Yeah. Um, and this is no secret, right? And, and it's like, there's a saying, those who can't do teach, which is like, huh, you know, um, is it true hundred percent of the time? No, because, um, there's a lot of teachers like, like my, my acting coach, um, is a working actor, you know? Um, and that's like, like I booked more with him than anybody. Right. So like he's, he's actively doing it. He knows like, you know, he's, he's actively engaged in the process and like people in Hollywood, I find like they, they sell this dream and, and it's like completely void on many levels of just common sense to where like, you have to wake up and say, you know what? No, like you're like, you want me to do this kind of thing? Like you're an idiot. You know what I mean? Because at yeah. the very least I have explained to you, I don't want to do this. Hollywood's really just getting used to failing a lot. Yeah. Like you're getting auditions for things you probably aren't going to get. And you pour all the work into the audition mm. and then you wake up and you do it again the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Right. And then like, and it, it's weird because, um, like, like Magnum PI, I, I got through nepotism. I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I, uh, I, I, I did have like, um, I, I, I had to audition and everything like that. It was, it was like a whole thing, but, um, we had an in. Uh, yeah, like like with anything. Um, yeah, but uh, it, it wasn't like snap your fingers sure. on. So like I I had to to get seen. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it was a, a recommendation. What um, a, what about the Tim Robinson thing? Um, Everyone talks about that, dude. That like, thing went everywhere. Okay, so like I had left L.A. Yeah. Um, you know, and because because again, like what what COVID's done, like all the auditions are on. They're all on, on the Zoom. phone now, so yep. it's great. So, like, I left LA and I was I was in Atlanta when I was on heels. Um, so I'm like living kind of in the southeast right now, and get a phone call. Hey, read for this part, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, you got the part. All right, fly across the country, like a a day, I think, a day or two. And um, all right, cool, we do it, and it ha had a great time. Like it was awesome. Like Tim's just chill, um, really fun work environment. Everybody was cool. And then, like, months later, people are just, like, texting me on Instagram. I think, like, you even, yeah. I was like, what? what? Like, how? Like I had no idea. Um, and, and, again, that, like, that's, that's testament to the, um, the writing um, and, 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 you know, how good Tim is. And the power of Netflix, too, like. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. But like, it's everywhere. But, yeah, the pay it forward thing. And, uh, you know, I don't go to drive throughs anymore. And I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I don't because I think if I ever came out, like, maybe that'd be a. Oh, I'd have to put that weird, 
they had me dressed in this weird thing, and like I, I'm like, why do I look like John Hamm's stunt double? Like, <laughs> it doesn't, you know. <laughs> it's called I Think You Should Leave for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, and you're so brilliant in it. Oh, thank you. But, thank so you. when you dip your toe back into uh, the acting world, do you not go, man, I kind of like this. Catering's a lot better here, too. Yeah, you know, I, um. Catering is a lot better. Okay, yeah, well, it depends on what project you're on. <laughs> Like, uh, like I've, um, Jen, I don't know if she's still at WWE, but, uh, but Jen from catering, she was awesome. Like when, when I was there, that was like Jen, two thumbs up. She was always great with, with, uh, you know, there'd always be the, the right kind of yeah, yeah. lemon mascarpone. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Was, um, was the toughest thing about leaving WWE? Was it that your identity was attached to, I was a WWE superstar and now I, I don't know what I am. Um, the long answer to that question is yes, but like the deeper answer is I had to make peace with myself that wrestling was part of who I am because like, and, and, and it's funny, right? Like, I think the reason that I'm able to perform at the level I perform at is and, and, and by the way, like, it's funny when you work with people, because like in NWA, I even have this reputation of like, I don't really talk a lot in the back. Like, I'll just, you know what I mean? When you go out there, it's just like, like, do it, yeah. you know, because that to me was like, that's where the fun is. Um, but it's, uh, it's an interesting place to be, right? Like when you can just kind of like have this realization right that like although things didn't turn out the way you wanted although you know you put yourself on this trajectory from the time you were whatever age and and like like i was always used to accomplishing every single goal i had right like i'd, I'd find a way to do it and then you know you, you find yourself in a spot and and, and again i i I don't want to get into like the why, like, like people, like when they look at my career, like there's a lot of like, why did this happen? What the reality is, you know, it did happen for whatever reason. And, and like, I, I've heard theories, but like, I don't even want to publicly say them because it's like, it's not, you know, it's not for me to say, cause I don't know if they're true or not. Right. Sure. So, and like, it's not going to improve my situation for talking about it. It's not that, you know, if, if I had to break any news, it would be to you, Chris. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but uh, but no, it, it it was just like essentially like saying, all right, enough. Like I have to evolve, right? Like mm -hmm. like I like so many people in the industry. Um, it's like they try to hang on to this this image, the snapshot of who they were at their prime. Yeah, and and although like we should embrace like who we are, right, and who we were at all periods of our life. Um you know, provided we weren't axe murderers or anything like that. But, um, but like, you know, in, in terms of like this linear development as people, um, it's important to evolve. Right. So like for me, um, like the current character I'm doing now, it, it's a, it really is kind of like this cornucopia or, or, or chop suey or like whatever chop suey is probably the, the better analogy in this case. But, um, 
of like like the the bits of my personality like there's a little bit of everything sprinkled in there and um and like if if you ask like anyone like really close to me like they'll say like the character that i'm playing in nwa it's not that far off from who i am <laughs> you know what i mean and, and like because i'm always like you know i'm i'm the one that's usually always like cutting up and trying to make uh light of a situation yeah, you you do tremendous work oh thank you i like, appreciate that that's and I actually i brought your name up when i had billy corgan on the show a handful of months ago mm, and we were yeah. just talking about how supremely talented that you are oh thank you man you I take one little idea and you turn it into a great promo or a great moment mm. or a great storyline. Mm. And that is a gift. Not everybody has that. No, there's, there's a lot of managers out there. Uh, not every manager is great, though. Well, thank you. Well, I, the thing is, though, I think. I would argue. And, um, and it's just a theory of mine, right? But like anyone that gets into the wrestling business. At some level, you have to have a wire or two that, <laughs> like, isn't quite connected or crossed with something else, right? Like, there has to be, like, that little, if anything else, like, why would you want to beat yourself up, you know, and, and, and like, and put yourself through what you have to go through and, and the, all the BS of it. And so at some level, like, something spoke to you enough to say, I want to like, not be like all these other people. And I want to yeah. try this. Right. So like whatever that thing is. And like, when you talk about that little, like, like, like taking something small and, and, and making it into something else, like, it's like the art of turning a uh, straw into gold, right. Mm -hmm. As they or the Rumpelstiltskin or, or lead into gold. And as the alchemist would say, sure. But, um, not to get too esoteric, but, uh, <laughs> we can go there. Oh, fine. Yeah. We can do a spirituality. <laughs> yeah, it's great. But, um, but no, like, what you have to find your why i call it. and that's like I, I tell people that, that when they ask me for character advice you have to find your why like why did i get into wrestling and you have to be very honest with yourself is it because i find some weird consolation and i can get anyone to chant my name or hate me or pretty much do anything i want because i just go out there and talk and just like, and, and I need that adulation. Does it console me on some weird level? Um, is it because I want money? Is it because I like the idea of, uh, of going somewhere and people knowing who I am? Like you have to be very, like, like really honest with yourself at that mm -hmm. level. Um, and then once you kind of find your why, you can just spin that into whatever you wanted to. So and like, you mean asking you yourself, your why, yes. not, not your character. No, yourself. You have to be yeah. like, like, why did, mm. like, why did Chris mm. decide to get into wrestling? You know, were yeah. you always fascinated with this end of it? Yes. I, I mean, I trained to be a pro wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but like, so like, 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 why did you like, at, at what point, like in your life? Right. So like you're, uh, how old were you when you got into wrestling? 16 probably like really hardcore in yeah. wrestling okay yeah. and like then to get into like to go to wrestling school yeah like when did you 20. make 20 okay so like you're 20 years old and you then like at, at what point do you remember being a 20 year old saying like i'm gonna sign up for wrestling school. i was a backyard wrestler and me and my buddy had a pact mm -hmm. that when we 
the summer between it was uh, mm-hmm. sophomore and junior year, we were going to go. He didn't end up going. I did. It's actually a very similar situation with me and a friend of mine. We were just talking about that the other night. That's crazy. <laughs> we, we went to wrestling school. Yeah, we had a backyard. That, yeah, that's crazy. But like, wow. I was like, why did you like get in a backyard? Like, like what yeah, what made you? Because this is isn't there? A, there's a there's a thing. It's like the the five whys, right? Because yeah. you ask the first why, and then well, why'd you do that? Well, then why'd you do that? If you can get five whys into it, and you still have answers, you're onto something. Yeah. So like, whatever made you because you saw it on TV and you thought it was cool. Yeah. Right. Like, all right. Whatever reason it was, yeah. I'm not trying to psychoanalyze you. No, no, show, I but, love it. Um, although when I go to battle arts, I do it to people that have trouble with characters. It's actually quite fun. Um, but then what's your why? Because I'm sure um, you figured it out. Yeah, my why. Um, it, so essentially, I was five years old, and I lost an arcade game. I had to stand on the stool to play it. I was just a little little thing. And... Um, I, I I didn't know what I was doing. I was pressing the buttons, but it happened to be a pro wrestling game, and I lost. And then the character was taunting me, and I remember I'd uh, I'd gotten upset, and I said, "I'm going to be a wrestler." And <laughs> it was weird, like, and I know that's like for whatever reason, my brain just said, "Okay, like that's something I'm going to like at some point in my life, like I'm going to have a relationship with this industry, and I I don't know what it is, but I always kind of felt this this weird like I belong there, and then like getting into it like at Kowalski's at 16." Like, man, you, you talk, you talk in education. Okay. Like, so I went to Catholic school, um, holy name, junior, senior high school in Worcester. Um, it has now merged with St. Peter Marion. Um, and it's another name, but I, I am publicly going to say that, uh, holy name was doing much better because of Mr. Reynolds and should have won that war. But I will leave that to the diocese of Worcester and the bishop. I'm not. I'm. I'm just saying. Holy Name was a better high school. I am publicly saying that. I, I'd like to to any Holy Name graduate out there. You know what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, and thank you, Mr. Reynolds, for everything. Uh, so, yeah. So like, I was in Catholic. We we had some nuns, but but it was a very kind of like a, a, a strict but but nurturing environment for a high school, and then. As I'm a junior, like, I get into pro wrestling. And I'm now at Killer Kowalski's Institute of Professional Wrestling on the weekends. Wow. And although I was, like, you know, a bigger kid in high school and stuff, like, you know, you go from, like, a big 16-year-old is not a big 21, 25-year-old. Sure. Like, a different world, right? So I always have bruises on me and stuff. And um, I remember one time, like, a, uh, a famous wrestler on TV on WCW. Um, he put me in a hold and it like some blood vessels behind my eyes popped and I had to wear sunglasses to my prom. <laughs> and that was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> because but, you went to Killer Kowalski's, did did like Triple H go, ah, I trained there too, like no, one of us. No, I mean, no, like in, in, in nor, you know what? And I, I wouldn't have wanted that huh. because like, like I have a weird thing as a, as a pro where and, and people say, oh, like you, you should politic more. I never wanted to because, and, and that may have been my own ego to where like, look, like I try to be a decent human being. Um, you know, don't do anything that's going to embarrass the company. Um, show up to work and like, let that speak for itself. And, and like, if I have to lower myself as a man uh, or as a human 
Um, like, I'm not willing to do that. And, you know, when I was at that, that point where I said, like, I, I couldn't look in the mirror for about 18 months, eventually that 18 months ended. And when I could look in the mirror, I was like, all right, cool. Because had I gone the other route, I just wouldn't have felt like for the rest of my life, like I, I would have felt like I did the wrong thing. Mm. And like, I don't, so like people saw my career, it should have been this, it should have been that. And like, and like everyone has their take on, on whatever, but no, at the end of the day, my career was what it was. I made the choices I made and I stand by them. And like, I'm fortunate enough to where I have developed a skill set um, that if I want a job in pro wrestling, I can get one. And, and and I'm like right now I am completely where I want to be. I feel like I where I need to be. It's great because it's this. Uh, it, it's definitely like again we we don't say the word family, but like we don't have to because. And if you ask anyone that's kind of been around us or been to an NWA show, they're like, whoa, like you guys, you know, from, from everybody. And um and we we succeed together as a team. Um, you know, and uh that's what we just want to keep doing more of because like the show has kind of gotten its gotten its soul now as i say when you say that you made these decisions and you stand by them a lot of those decisions were, were made for you though there were a lot of things that like happened without your control and you just do you just go well those are also things that i just have to accept well th those are byproducts of the decisions i was or wasn't making okay to kind of you know endear yourself to certain people shall we say right another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you think you could have pushed, and you know, we can't play a game of what if, but mm. could you have pushed or politic to go, nobody's ever tried to cash in and not won the championship. I'm not going to be that guy. I could have, but in the long run, it would have been futile. Mm. Um, you had to look at the bigger picture. We were going up against Monday Night Football in the World Series, I believe. Um, and like, look, as a performer, right, like I, no matter what anyone says, right, and like, like I said, the internet's an interesting place now in 2023, <laughs> um, and, and I've, I, I've really, for the most part, been extremely blessed of the feedback I've gotten from the, the internet fans, and, uh, and just like fans in general, yeah, um, not to get off subject again, but like, when, like, I walk into a store and someone recognizes me, and because I really kind of don't look like Sandow anymore, yeah. um, but like, you're my so-and-so's favorite wrestler and they don't even watch wrestling. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten that compliment. Cause that's like, I all, I want to appeal to everybody. Yeah. Like I, 
like wrestling fans, if they see me, like one way or another, like they are getting everything I have, whether it's a promo, a match, like I am putting every ounce of energy I have into that performance every single night. Yeah. And the non-wrestling fan that, that, or just happens to be flipping through the channels or happens to be at a show, if you can kind of make them go, Ooh, you know, that is the cool thing because that's how you attract more and more people. And it's better for the business that way. Um, so like I, I, I try to appeal to like some element, right? Like on, if I can hit upon something in the human condition that it essentially is your broader audience, which is everybody, um, you know, that that's better for everybody. So like, I, I'm not trying to work for like a criticism, you know, like, again, don't want to get into star ratings. I mean, we will, if you want to, but like people are entitled to opinions and it's wonderful, but the magic of pro wrestling, it is just disappearing. And, and you know what, like when, when people, they can say what they want to say about NWA, but like, if you do not allow magic to happen or the room for magic to happen, when you are so scripted to where every single word is laid out and you're so worried about the opinion of one or two people, like judging you based on acrobatics and, you know, you're, you're so worried about the people in the ring, right? And, and, and the people that are behind the scenes that, and you're not worried about the people buying tickets. Mm. Like when, when you're more worried about the people inside of the ring than outside of the ring, there's an issue. <clears throat> mm. And philosophically at NWA, like, no, like we are about the people outside the ring. And there are numerous opportunities for talent to exercise freedom that they would not be granted elsewhere. And, and, and like, that's what we, we try to push, right? And by we, I mean, you know, everybody there, like like the people that have been doing this a minute and in and, and Billy himself, like grab those opportunities and, and, and create some magic. Like whether it's you make them fall in love with you as a character or you create this moment. And if you're not the most popular character, you have at least created something to where they go, ooh, yeah, okay. And you're that much more recognizable. And there's, there is such a difference. Um, and, and I like, I've done a couple seminars and um because when people agreed to like okay i'm not teaching moves like this is going to be more of a, a psychological thing yeah. a presentation thing like and, I, and i've coined the phrase like we are not wrestlers who are on tv if you are okay you won't be over you'll be just like everyone else in kick pads and tights with hologram flashy things on them that look cool and and whatever and you'll do your match and they'll go ooh and ah if you hit a move and then they'll bring the next match out and they'll forget about you because mm. they'll see something else. So that's a wrestler on TV. We need to be TV stars who wrestle. Mm. Now, when I say that, that does not negate, like, because here's another thing, and this is, this is a virus plaguing the wrestling industry today. There's a lot of people who are borderline untrained. And, and by that, there was a basic skeleton of like what you had to have at the minimum to be able to like, to get in the business and get opportunities in major companies. And, and like the standard across the board, right, has fallen extremely low. Mm. 
and, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to criticize, like there's a few amazing schools out there. Like, like again, like, uh, OVW still there. Um, you know, like, like the people again, EC3, like his camp going on Exodus pro, right? Like there's, there's people doing it. Um, and what NWA, you know, on, on one level, like, like the territory system, it's like, we want to help bring the standard up again of like what wrestling is because the true art of this, the storytelling, right? The, the, who is this guy? Who is this girl? Who, who is this character that I'm looking at? Right. As opposed to, oh, wrestling, what are they going to do? Like that, I, I ever told you about, um, there's three positions and this is something that like I teach the seminar, so I'm sure it'll okay. be stolen from me, but that's fine. <laughs> three positions people watch wrestling in. Okay. Position number one, or, and, and this is like consume any product in really, okay. right? Like any entertainment position. Number one, we're going to make believe I have a cell phone. Okay. That's position number one. You're, so, you're casually watching it. Yeah. It's back. It's like, whatever. Okay. Position two. Okay. You're actively watching. Okay. Yes. You have a rooting interest. Like yeah. you're, you're engaged in position three is up out of your seat. Having some kind of emotional expression. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, that happened. Oh, no, right? Like, that's like when yeah. the finish of a match. Three positions. We want position two and ultimately three, right? Yeah. So how do we keep rooting interest? It's how we dress. When we come through the curtain, what colors do we wear? How do we walk? What, what do we do when they first see us? You know, and, and like, these are things that at NWA where we're starting to instill to try to train people to not only be good television wrestlers, but really be good professional wrestlers in general, because there's not much difference between working a live crowd and TV um, in terms of like, look, when you work TV, yes, you have to be conscious of where the cameras are. But in terms of your timing, in terms of like letting people appreciate what you're doing as an artist. Yeah. Um, you know, there's that, there's that element that's missing, right? And um, so that's, again, like, say what you want about NWA. And, and it's funny, more people are talking about us. Um, more people are, are getting on board, which is cool now. Um, like, like our, our live events have been, like, really successful to the point that we're all like, wow, like, ever since, uh, you know, we, we've hit a certain point, um, we're just, like, you know, trying to, to keep all the, all the good stuff going, as we say. And, um, and again, learning as a company, um, having fun and just trying to present a true alternative um, and kind of fill in the void of what a lot of us think is, is missing in wrestling. I feel like we all knew how talented you were when we saw Damian Sandow, but Damian Mizdow, I feel like, took it to a whole new level because that's an opportunity, I think, that if it was given to anybody else, they would have fumbled it. You took that and you ran with it, and then you got more over than the guy who you were with. Well, no, I mean, and I think like there was no Miz Dow without Miz, right? And, and and like if I didn't have a subject to base my satire on, right? Like I <laughs> I, I I wouldn't have uh have have had that. So like that's testament to like the timing Miz and I had, and 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 Miz and I are are you know I like I say we're friends, yeah. Like we we haven't really talked or anything, but like if we saw each other, it would be cool. Like, like there'd be a What's up, man? And, and like, we came up in OVW and stuff. And um, out there, though, like, we just, we had timing 
about and because that's all that was was like you know Miz doing his thing and then allowing me to do my thing and then going into it you know and he was very very cool about it and um like our our best moments were not discussed truly um they weren't like we didn't talk about them like we just like they happened organically um did you tell him you were going to start taking bumps on the outside of the ring no that was born out of uh boredom i was on rom like what am i doing here but 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 the thing was right like that i i had the thing happen with uh the briefcase and then okay they start like giving me what i thought was a push then two weeks later i'm dressing up as different people all right whatever here we go um i embrace that they put me with miz the only reason miz Dow worked is because i was on television consistently and if 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 you put me in a role consistently on television, right? Yeah. Like if I go to any company, like any owner of any company, right? And, and, and I would I would say this now, like, and I I can say this with, I I hope this does not sound braggadocious or whatever, but like this is just based on kind of my calculations. Yeah. Hey, don't be like, humble for a second. No, no, but, yeah. but but based on this the knowledge I've acquired. Yeah. If you give me 30 seconds for three to four weeks. Yeah. I will be able to get myself over. Yeah. No problem. If you give me 60 seconds, we'll be selling t-shirts. Wow. Because there is an art to how you do this. Right. And, um, now again, that's 30 seconds of like, I, I, I would need some creative freedom in there. Sure. Um, but like, like wrestling shouldn't be hard because it isn't hard. And I, I think now um, where developmental systems are great, but in the more kind of under a microscope developmental, because I've been in both and I've been involved in both, like I had never learned more in OVW when I had got to like sit under learning trees I did there. And, um, you know, OVW, like I'm a Kowalski guy and I will always like that. That is who broke me in. That is who gave me my break. Um, you know, again, uh, Mike Hollow, who was the head trainer at Kowalski's, um, he, I, I guess, has a wrestling school up in New Hampshire. And if, if anyone's in the Northeast, like, the, like, dare I say, like, I would recommend going to Mike's school. Mike had a very big hand in, like, laying my foundation to work technically. I knew how to bump. I knew how to feed. Um, and then, like, OVW, like, I just learned it was psychology on a completely different level to be around the people and, and to actually work a territory, mm. you know, to actually go and have spot shows and, and do angles on TV and, yeah. um, have to, to kayfabe, like we couldn't be seen together out in public and it was just really cool. And then, um, you know, again, like the Paul Heyman's of the world coming in and, uh, and taking over and, and it was just, um, one thing led to another, but like, and, and I know he's controversial and, and people, they give him, you know, whatever, shade they want to sling his way right but um bottom line like jim Cornette taught me i would say damn near 50 percent of everything that i know about the business today wow like and it it was just like it wasn't like i was having these like in-depth conversations with him every single night no working for him like like the first time you ever do an angle on tv and you have to take it around the horn to a house show. Like, what, what do people want to see, right? And, and, and that's just like where, where the, like the finer points of ring psychology come in that 
God, they get lost today, and it's it's so sad to where, like, as a heel, right, if you've told this story and a baby face is just, like, you don't have to do anything but just back up and let it happen. Mm. Like, let the crowd happen because you'll get yours at some point, you know? It's, like, people trying to cram um, five pounds of rocks in a two-pound bag, and and by rocks... You know, like I, I, that, that expression is usually, you know, something other than rock. Yeah. Like, that's what it is, right? And, and just like, remember, it's about the people outside the ring, not the people inside the ring. Mm. And I'm sorry, you've asked a question and we have gone off on a tangent. I love it. But like, yeah. It's, and uh, I think a lot of people don't remember the time that Cody Rhodes spent with you. Mm, yeah, yeah. Rhodes Scholars. Yeah. Do, did you see the Cody that we have now? Did you see that 10 years ago? Oh yeah, no. I mean, Cody and I, we um, we were a very, I, I would say, like in in terms of the uh, the totality of wrestling, like we were a very underrated tag team. Yeah. Uh, if you look at what we did and the matches we've had with with various people, um, and, and we did like we we tagged for a minute, um, and like we traveled together and stuff, and it was uh tag team champions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did we ever win the title? Didn't you? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, like, I have all the world's I don't information think, I don't right think we here. Did. Um, Let me see. But like, Miz and I did. That's um, maybe what I'm thinking of. But uh, but no, like like Cody, he has always always uh, had a drive and a determination about him, and I'm just very very glad that he has. Uh, he's kind of like reached. You won the tag team contender, number one contender uh, tournament mm -hmm. with Cody. Ah, okay. There. No, we, <laughs> we were going to get corrected in the comments yeah. anyway. But, uh, exactly. But no, like, I, I'm, I'm just very, very happy he, he's determined and, uh, again, taking the risks that he has and, and staying true to who he is. Mm. And I think that's just wonderful because, like, when you see someone stay true to who they are, um, you know, whatever that truth is, because, um, like, only they can define it. But they kind of reach, you know, the apex of, of what they would like to be. That's awesome. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. So to bring this around full circle, five years ago when we had our last full conversation, you had both feet firmly planted in the acting world. Mm -hmm. As we sit here right now, are both feet firmly planted in the pro wrestling world? No, I'm, I'm straddling. Okay. You know, I'm straddling. There's like, uh, there's a couple things going on. Like I had a, uh, a movie that is going to be uh, out. I think it's, is it? No, no, I'm sorry. It's next week. It comes out. Um, I was going to actually. What movie to, is it? It's called The Oath. 
Um, I was going to go to the premiere, but um, travel-wise, like it, it just didn't line up. Um, but it's got Billy Zane in it. It's wonderful. Great. Um, you know, B- Billy Zane was really cool to work with. It was like he was one of those guys. Um, so like this is the first movie I did after the pandemic, right? So this is like 2021. And uh, we're filming in upstate New York, and I am Billy Zane's assassin. Like his, like you played a lot of bad guys. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I, I dig it. That's why, I like the, the black thing works for me. Um, so, um, so I'm in the makeup chair with him, and we're kicking it, and he could not be cooler. Which wow. I was just like, because like again, you, you think like right, okay, like there's wrestling people, which I don't care. I'm actually very comfortable in front of wrestling people, but like Hollywood people, like what's what's the deal, right? Yeah. So like you're you're playing in someone else's sandbox. Sure. So I'm just kind of going on whatever vibe, right? But uh, but he's cool. What's up, man? So like we um, we start talking, and um, just some of the advice he gave me, it was uh, it it was just good, and, and a lot of it, it's funny because again, how you present yourself, it was very very similar to like advice I give people in terms of how to present themselves on TV, right? And and and. In life, right? We we don't want to admit it sometimes, but like when when we see somebody as humans, we we have to make up our minds. Like there's this quick like survival assessment. Thing, yeah, right? instantly. Yeah, and and there there's that primal function that goes on in the brain as you see somebody, whether they're a wrestler or like whatever, right? Like a, a poly- anyone that's getting ready to speak when when they come up and you see them. Yep. You go hmm. Yep. And then you make up your mind. Yes. So how do we do that? Like, there's a reason I chose the Hallelujah Chorus because everyone knows that song and it is obnoxious to come down to it. So like that says volumes about me without me having to do anything. And, um, and it was like all done, you know, very kind of symbiotically. You think about this on such a deep level. Yeah, because it, like, and here's the thing, well, like with wrestlers, like it, it's wrestling has this, uh, no, it's, we've, we've done f- We've done a total of four interviews together. Really just one long one, but mm-hmm. one is Damien Sandow, the character. Mm-hmm. We just pulled that up before we hit play mm-hmm. on this interview. You were signing autographs at WrestleMania Access with the mm-hmm. big feather pen. I love that thing. Then we did an interview where I spoke with Aaron and we just mm-hmm. chatted. And then there was the interview with you in question mark and you remained in character and you were saying karate. Mm-hmm. And that I mean, you were deep into that character. And then the world yeah. shut down. And Yeah. yeah. Um, that was crazy how and, and like i thought what a first kind of like like the first chapter in the the lightning one era of nwa so it was like from the inception of it to like the pandemic yeah um that was january of 2020 so like God. little did we know what was going to happen 60 days later yeah not even 50 days later yes right um and uh like that that had just happened organically um, to where he had the the question mark character, and, and he and I were were sitting down in the bleachers, and and he's asking, so so what should we do? And 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 I he was a friend of mine, so I was very excited to be working with him. Yeah. And um, I'm like, you need to become a karate master. What? I go, yeah. And like, because the reason the question mark worked, right? Okay, like. Well, I, I I love it when oh it just catches on and it's it's working. Like, no, there's a reason things happen. There's a reason people 
react to certain people a certain way. Yeah. You just have to kind of dig a little bit. And the reason the question mark character works so well, if you looked at what the NWA was, right, and, and it's, it's associated with, you know, the wrestling. And, and when I say that, we all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, it's that old Southern style, you know, you got good guy, bad guy, you know, good versus evil. Yeah. Here we go. And like, it, it just, it is what it is, right? The question mark embodied, he was like the personification of that era, right? Physically, like, like when you looked at him aesthetically, yeah. like his tights, those tights were actually like Lawler's old tights, I was wow. told. Like they, he got them from Tony Falk or something, and um, Tony Falk got them from Lawler. And Lawler had a pair of tights similar to that. I mean, they had like the old knee pads sewn in, like the like old school, like K&H <laughs> stuff, which is like, if you know what K&H is, you're a real wrestling fan. And if you don't, well, hey, you know, sorry about it. But uh, <laughs> like, so there was that. So then what we had to do, like, we had to take that authenticity yeah. on the outside and bring a level of authenticity inside, right? So like there was like the execution of this character would match, right? And then, you know, when, when you have the execution of it and the performance of it meets the, right, I say execution meets the, you know, the aesthetics of it. When you kind of have that, that's when you can really kind of bloom on tv right like the rock have stone cold right sure like damian sandow had it but no i mean it's just like yeah like like any of us right that have kind of like with you right like you've branded yourself a certain way right like there are certain aesthetics associated with chris van vliet sure and that's that's just marketing that's just how right like yeah. that that's just that's the game that that's the the game we're in that's the business we're in um so I was like, hey, Jen, you need, you need to be a karate master. Like, what? like, yeah, like old school, 1970s, 1980s, you, you come from a faraway land and they're bringing you in to work dusty. Like they're going to build you up for six months and you're going to have this hold, like the Mongrovian spike. <laughs> and uh, well, we, we originally said Mongolia. And then like it was Billy's idea. He's like, Mongrovia, we're going to create a country. And then the question mark's brother created the flag. And then from the flag, like we we're, we're born a race of karate practicing people with question mark masks on, and and like it was just this weird, bizarre thing that like like when they say too many cooks can spoil the broth, sure. The right combination of cooks though can make it awesome. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when, when everyone kind of brings their thing to it, and um, man, like. That that was just so much fun with him, and and I, uh, you know, I I've lost people close to me, um, like way more than than I'd like to, and and you know, God, this last year alone. Um, but when when he passed, it was, it like it, it hit hard, and and it's still to this day, um, at NWA, like we we hang the Mongrovian flag. Like you have all the flags of the world and everything, and then there's like the the Mongrovian flag, and that's just kind of like, like that's our little tribute to like like the the spirit of what that was. Yeah, and uh, and and that that is what NWA is, right? Yeah. Like where we want that magic to happen, and um and again, like you know everything is trial and error, 
but man, when something hits and, yeah. and, and like, and, and we say it all the time, right? Um, and I say we collectively, everybody at NWA, when, when pro wrestling is done correctly, there's nothing like it yeah. in the world. And, uh, no matter who you are. Where did you start seeing the rumors that you were tied into the Elias storyline? Oh yeah. Cause, cause again, like I, I just don't watch really. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I watch enough NWA, um, <clears throat> like people were hitting me up on Instagram and stuff to enough to where I was like looking into it. I'm like, Oh, all right. I mean, you know, like the truth is I, I haven't had any contact with, um, anyone from WWE since I left. Um, I have not reached out to them. And, and, and like, my life is really cool right now. And, um, and again, like you never say never, but like, I just, like, I can't see myself going back there and doing anything. Um, like I, I think they were a, uh, again, like, like a part of my life that I, I'm very grateful for, but at the same time, like when, when you just felt like you're, you're on other things, right? Like you have other mountains to climb. Yeah. Um, you know, at, at some point maybe they'll be part of that mountain, right? Um, like maybe you take a detour, but, um, but they're part of a journey that's happened like this. It's already, it's something you've already done. Yeah. And, and, and again, like this isn't like, I'm not sitting here like ruling out like, no, cause look, if circumstances line up, you end up anywhere. Sure. Like I can end up working for new Japan at the same, but I, I doubt we'd see that, but this would like, be a great Royal rumble return. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Right now, like I'm under contract with NWA and, um, and there's that, you know, like, like to a point, right. As much as a performer can, cause I don't want to like undying loyalty. Like I'm kind of fighting for some like religious cause here or anything like that. Like, <laughs> no, like, like, but it, as much as a performer can, and, and I say this and I say that with all sincerity, um, like there is a loyalty level. Um, and there's like, like, I, I never thought I would have that loyalty level again, mm, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and like once, once like my, my loyalty goes like via, you know, person or company, um, I'm, I'm fine with like maintaining a cordial relationship with whatever. And then, and, and you should, right. You should like for, for just leading a healthy life. Like that's the thing. But in terms of me saying like, okay, like you're like, you're my people now, like you're, you're in my my circle um you know I, I just circumstances have dictated that like like i care about a lot of people in that company like i want to see them succeed yeah um and that's you know someone who has been kind of selfish um business-wise as much as i have to be i guess um <clears throat> in terms of the the amount of thought i put into other people mm. right i, I want to see everybody succeed but like like, I don't really go out of my way to help a lot of people. Um, and, and some, again, some ask for it, and I do. And um, <clears throat> it's been very rewarding. And, uh, you know, you, you want to see them develop not only as performers, but as human beings. Because, uh, like, like anything else, right? Like any business, there's a, there's a shady side, like, you know, dark side of the ring. And, um, which, you know, a lot of those documentaries are, are pretty eye-opening, I think, to the public. Um, <clears throat> and um yeah it's just like you want to just leave the business better than when you found it sure yeah you've mentioned the word gratitude so many times throughout this conversation 
And that's where I always end every interview. By the way, good to catch up with you. Oh, it's been great. Yes, yeah, like congrats time. on the family. And like I know I already told you, but thank you. I'm telling you in our little online <laughs> personas. Congratulations, yeah. Chris. Yes, thank you, You're, sir. All my best to the misses. Uh, she's great. Yeah. The little girl's great. It's it's hard to be away from. It yeah. really is. Uh, she's six months old right now. Oh, well. I'm super grateful for them, and gratitude's a big part of my life. At the end of every interview now, I ask my guests, what are three things that you're grateful for in your life? Oh, well, uh, health, number one. Um, God, um, I got, I'm really lucky when it comes to health. Um, you know, family, because I've had this, like, period where I've, like, reconnected with my family in a lot of ways, and that's cool. And, um, like, the ability that all of us have, for my third thing, to be able to go forward in the midst of whatever circumstances we're in. And I know we like, we've touched upon that. Like I I've, I hope this interview wasn't too dark, but like, like kind of like periods of my life that, um, you know, as you kind of like fluctuate, right. I actually think that like, through you saying that a lot of people that are dealing with stuff go, no, yeah. it's okay to yeah. deal with it. I'll be, I'll get out. I'll be okay on the other side of it. Yes. And, and, and you will, right. It's just, it's, it's how you have to choose to fight. Like you have to remember who you are. So that's all. What a great way to end it. Yeah. Aaron, so good to see you. Likewise. I hope to do it again. We will. Yeah. Oh, there we go, my friends. There is just a lot that goes into the thought process that he has behind everything that he does on screen and everything that he does in the ring. I love it. Such a pleasure to be able to catch up with Aaron Stevens and be able to talk about all the work that he's done over the last, it's been five years since he was on the show last. If you enjoy this, please share it out on social media. Tag us so we can share it as well. He's at the Aaron Files on Instagram. He's at Aaron's Thoughts on Twitter. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. And what a quote from Lucille Ball. I'd rather regret the things I've done than the things I haven't done. Be great. Be grateful. We will see you on the next one for some more insight. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.